Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Pearls and Politics Podcast. My name's Kahala, and I'm your host. I am so happy that you chose to join me today. And if you've seen our trailer and if you've seen any of our posts and on all of our social media accounts, thank you so much for your likes, loves, shares, and your interest. Today on our very first episode, we are going to have a wonderful political pearl by the name of State Representative for the 114th District in the great state of Illinois, Representative Leader LaToya Greenwood. Today's episode, we will be discussing women and women in politics, women of color in politics, how much representation matters, and what she chairs, what she champions, and all the things that she's doing in the great state of Illinois. So without further ado, hello, Representative Greenwood. How are you today? Hello, hello. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on the very first episode of Pearls in Politics. I am so honored, and of course, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Of I mean, course. I said, well, who would be best for the very first episode? And of course, you were the first person that came to mind. So I love your uninterrupted white. Thank you. You look fabulous <laughs> and your pearls. And so let's get right into it. So... Tell our viewers and listeners, how do we know each other? Well, we go way back to uh, childhood, St. Joseph Catholic School. Um, and I have known you since then, since um, I'm older than you. So you've always been like a little sister uh, to me. But we go all the way back to St. Joseph School. Uh, sister Carmen Marie was our yes. fabulous principal. Yes, she was. Yes, and if you think about the things that we learned under her uh, leadership, it was really quite amazing if you think about education now and the things that we were learning. So we were learning about black pride and black history um, in our curriculum daily. So it wasn't a just February type of thing. So I think it's pretty amazing. She created a culture for us, less is more and how to be a lady and uh, encouraged us to be smart and intelligent. And so um, I'm very proud of the St. Joseph School Connection. Yes, <laughs> and of course, many of you don't know, but many of you do, St. Joseph Elementary School was in the great city of East St. Louis, Illinois. So Leader yes. Greenwood and I hail Hail yes, from the city of champions. So whether it's the city of champions, whether it's the 89 blocks, whether you calling it the boogie, <laughs> that is where we're from. And we let everybody know. Absolutely. Everybody know. No yes. matter where I go and what I do, I'm very happy to let people know that I'm from the great city of East St. Louis. That's right. That's yes. right. Proud to represent. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So how long have you been in your current position as state rep in the 114th district? As state representative, I have been in office. I was elected in 2017. And so, I um, that. yes, I I've been very that. fortunate and blessed 
to be able to serve uh, communities from where I came from, East St. Louis, and the other communities that make up the 114th district. Okay. Yeah. Now, are you on the ballot in this year's election? I am. I'm currently on the ballot uh, for our parent primary, which is June 28th. Uh, Tuesday, June 28th, and I'm on the ballot for state representative as well as state central committee woman, Democratic. Okay. So very excited about that. No, tell us a little bit more about that. So to be a state central uh, committee woman is to have a direct line to the Democratic Party of Illinois. So it's for the 13th Congressional District, okay. and I will be able to represent the 13th Congressional District in this role and in terms of uh, finding candidates, supporting candidates, um, strong candidates and having a voice for us from the Southern Metro East area in that role. So I'm very excited about it. I hope I'm able to, uh, come out victorious in that. So that's right. That's yeah. right. So, um, leader Greenwood has a very strong voice and we appreciate her very much. Thank you. Um, Can I just add sure. one more thing? It will be the first time that a black woman has served in that role from our area. Okay. So that's very important as we talk about representation and diversity in the Democratic Party. So another first. Yes. Okay. So speaking yes. of first, mm -hmm. Leader Greenwood, are you a member of a Greek letter organization? I am. I am Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Okay. Yes. Yes. See, she is everything Ethel intended. Okay. So... <laughs> Give your chapter a shout out. Go yes, ahead. I'm from the fabulous chapter, the dynamic chapter of Delta Delta Omega East St. Louis chapter. Okay. Yes. And so I am also, mm -hmm. I am also, as if it's any secret, um, a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Mm -hmm. And I'm a member of the absolutely amazing Alpha Beta Zeta Omega chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated serving the greater St. Clair County. Yeah. So, okay. So tell me, what has your journey been mm. in the in elections and in holding public office? What has your journey been and what led you mm -hmm. to want to hold an elected position? So, you know, um, my journey began at a young age um, with uh, just volunteering and assisting my dad who was heavily involved in politics in the East St. Louis area. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, so, Mr. Greenwood, yes. that's right, that is right. <laughs> that is him, I am Lonzo's daughter, yes. So just following him and watching him and um, all the different things that he was interested in in terms of politically uh, trying to move our communities forward. Um, so it was a lot of picnics. It was a lot of walking. Uh, it was a lot of uh, meeting people mm -hmm. um, right where they were and um, accepting people as who they are as human beings and being able to assist people. And I've always been very interested in that. So then I was elected to city council mm -hmm. for East St. Louis. And you did that for quite a while. How I many did. years did you serve in that capacity? Well, I was elected for two terms. So, and, you know, I resigned um, maybe a year into my second term. 
um, to fully focus on being state representative. So I loved being a city councilwoman. Um, I served as the public safety chair person. And um, it really gave me a connection with the community that I didn't have before. Even though I'm still currently a resident of East St. Louis, it just, um, it allows you to reach so many people. So I love doing that as well as I love, as you know, being state representative also. So that was a little bit of my journey. You know, you go through the process of um, your approvals from the various levels you get. Uh, a county nod, you get your local committeeman nod. So I've been very fortunate. Well, good, because yeah. I was just about to say, how has it been different mm -hmm. from serving on a local or municipal level and the state level? Because that's what we want our viewers to know. We want people to understand mm -hmm. that there are levels yes. and each level impacts you directly mm -hmm. because so many people feel like, oh, well, I'm not going to vote for president because the federal government, or I'm not going to vote, you know, mm -hmm. on the county level because it really doesn't matter mm -hmm. when every level of government really does matter. So how has it been different operating going from the local level to the state level? Well, I love that you said that all elections matter. So, um, and it's very important that we remember that because things are changing um, yes. in our area, especially. So just remember all elections matter. But um, for me, um, being on city council, that is the heartbeat of a community. Um, you you get all the issues, you get the the potholes, the the um yeah. <laughs> the trash, the you know, everything the weeds. The, yes. My neighbor's weeds are high. Yeah, you, absolutely. You get the all dog of is that. barking. Yeah. You get all of that. You get all of that. And then at the state level, it's more about you get some of that still, but you refer them to the local. But for me at the state level, it's about resources. And it's about um, information that um, we have now to be able to help lift communities up, um, being able to uh, allocate dollars for projects, mm -hmm. um, being able to uh, support uh, education or health care, all of those things at the state level, being able to implement laws that really do impact us all across the state of Illinois and again, lift up communities like East St. Louis and other communities that are, have been disadvantaged for decades, so. Well, that's awesome. So that kind of ties into our next topic of discussion. You already mentioned representation mm -hmm. because being in your district, living mm -hmm. in your district, having mm -hmm. always lived in your district mm -hmm. um, and then being a woman, as we know, politics is not a woman-dominated field. Now, <laughs> no. women are doing amazing things now. Yes. Oh, my goodness. But it's still not. It's still a male-dominated field. Mm -hmm. And it's still um, not a minority-dominated field. Right. And so why does representation matter for women? Mm -hmm. And then why does represent, representation matter for people of color to you? Well, I always love to point people back to the data of previous elections, national elections, state elections, local elections. Black women really have been, as we all know, the backbone of the Democratic Party. But there have been some issues with that connect 
as we move up in politics. And so it it takes me back to the reason why I'm running for state central committee woman, because I truly do feel like diversity matters. We should be supporting uh, candidates that look like me and you, um, that are of various genders, women candidates, and being able to push them forward and support them in any office that they would like to move forward in, even if it's local school board, uh, library board, all of those boards matter. Um, and so for me, my journey is still, um, it's complicated sometimes being a woman and a minority. Sometimes I'm the only uh, person in the room Oh, you know, I know all about that mm -hmm. because um, for our viewers, I was the elected circuit clerk yes. in St. Clair County for over 10 years, mm -hmm. for over 10 years. And um, I won three elections. So mm -hmm. all every time I was on the ballot with you. Yes. This is my ballot mate for, <laughs> for many years. You know, we always won. Mm -hmm. And so I chose to transition to the wonderful position that I have mm -hmm. um, in, in the middle of a term. Mm -hmm. um, however... I was always, mm -hmm. almost always the only circuit clerk of color in the room. Mm -hmm. So for anyone in the state of Illinois, there are 102 counties. And when I won in 20, mm -hmm. I had had a conversation with the then justice in our district mm -hmm. and said, if no other clerks in the state run that are of color mm -hmm. and win, when the ballot closes, on November 6th of mm -hmm. 2020, I will be the only wow. circuit clerk of color in the entire state, 102 counties. Wow. You will have one circuit clerk of color in the entire state of Illinois. Mm -hmm. So for years, conferences and, and, and yes. outings and things, yeah. I was the only person of color. And so I completely understand mm -hmm. being the only person in the room. Mm -hmm. And normally it was just... For me, you know, we have so many, um, we have 22 members of the Black Caucus. So um, it's not a thing of being the only one once you go to Springfield. But sometimes in our area, in our local area, you you could be the only one that was there in the room and in and trying to have that seat at the table to make sure that all of our voices are heard. So... So you mentioned the Black Caucus. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the Black Caucus. Is it one caucus for both chambers? I know the answer, but our <laughs> viewers may not. And so we want to educate. That's why we're here. So tell us about the Black Caucus. Is there one? Are there two? Is there one for each chamber? So in the House Black Caucus, of course, which is the best Black Caucus, okay. we have 22 <laughs> members. And uh, in the Senate, they have a Black Caucus. Okay. And then we have a joint Black Caucus, okay. which brings us all together. So the Senate Black Caucus has Senator Peters as their chair. Okay. Uh, the House Black Caucus has Representative Buckner as our chair. Okay. And then our joint chair is Representative Sonia Harper. Okay. So, yeah. so within the Black Caucus, what 
do you all do? Like, why are you a caucus? What does it mean to all the people of the state of Illinois, Mm -hmm. not just the African-American population? Well, anytime um, we're working together to bring issues that are affecting minorities across the state. And so there are a lot of communities that do not have a black representative or a black senator, but the population, like Cairo, Um, the population is still a majority black population. So we do things to implement policies and uh, allocate resources for communities of color all across the state. And we know that when you lift up communities of color, you're lifting up everyone. So that's how you impact all Illinoisans. So, yeah. So let's talk about the Safety Act. Yes. Because that was definitely a huge Mm -hmm. act that brought about sweeping changes. Mm -hmm. And so what was, what led your caucus to move towards the Safety Act? Well, the, the, what started it was of course the murder of George Floyd. Um, And then on top of that, you got Breonna, you got Aubrey. It was just um, death after death, murder after murder of black people, young black people. And so it just started us as a caucus to want to move in a direction to begin to address those systemic issues that we've had, uh, unfortunately, in the state of Illinois for quite some time. So the Safety Act was part of uh, our public safety um, pillar, which we have four pillars, education, public safety, health, health care, and then economic opportunity. Okay. So which Senator Belt uh, chaired the economic opportunity, he led that legislation in the Senate. So um, we were very successful in passing all four of our pillars and um, creating access and opportunity and equity in all those areas. So we're very happy with that. Still making some tweaks Mm-hmm. To the Safety Act don't and some I other know. things. Yeah, don't I know. Yes. In my current position, don't I know? Yeah, so, yeah. still making some tweaks, um, still trying to uh, make sure that the message is heard that it's in no way defunding the police, mm-hmm. it's no way attacking the police because we support the police. Absolutely. I support the police. And um, we need the police. Absolutely. And so it's no way doing any of those things. But what it is doing is correcting some systemic issues that that we've had for quite some time. Okay. Yeah. That is wonderful. So, um, and I'm very familiar with Senator Peters mm-hmm. and Senator Sims and Representative Slaughter. And, of course, Senator Belt will be here. And Senator Belt is your... Senator. Yep. He is my senator, the 57th district, and Representative Jay Hoffman is my brother rep representing the 113th district. And so I tell people we have the best trio in In the the state state of of Illinois. Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) We get the job done, I think, for the Metro East. So I'm very, very happy to serve with both of them. Awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about you serving Mm -hmm. and you notice I'm not, you're not Latoya today. Right. You you are leader and representative. We put respect on people's names at Pearls and Politics Podcast. You earned everything 
that you have and everything that you were doing. And so Leader Greenwood, please tell us how you became Leader Greenwood. I tell you, so we <laughs> elected our first black speaker yes. in the speaker what two hundred yes. year history mm-hmm. of our state. Um, speaker Emmanuel Chris Welch, yes. and um, he is under his leadership. He appoints uh, his leadership team, and he appointed me as majority conference chairperson. So I have been over the moon. Thank you. Thank you. And just very excited to serve uh, under his leadership. It's historic. And he has done some amazing things for our caucus. So very happy. Awesome. Awesome. So what committees do you chair? I chair healthcare availability and access. That's been a very important issue, um, a very important priority for me Um, moving forward. I've done a lot of legislation uh, regarding black maternal health. Um, it continues to be an issue in our state and around the country. It does. Yeah. It, it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have like 8,000 children. Mm-hmm. And so that was always <laughs> something that, you know, you, you're worried about. So mm-hmm. regardless of your race, you know, people, women die. Regardless in, in of your race, your economic status. Exactly. Yeah. But also we die mm-hmm. at a much higher rate. So I was always like, oh, I'm so blessed. Yes. Every time I made it out. So, yes. you know, and you as well being a mom. Yes. A wonderful oh, my college baby. student. Yes. We'll get on Nicholas in a second. I know, right? But um, so please continue about what you chair. Yes. And um, that issue and the thing that stands out is that those deaths are preventable. Okay. So we've been working, um, my trio. Uh, we've been working with uh, Touche and Memorial, a number of hospitals, hospitals. locally um, yes. on programming and getting information out to expected mothers. And of course, we passed plenty of legislation. Um, Leader Flowers, which you're very familiar yes. with her, she led that charge, and as well as uh, Representative Lilly, Senator Hunter, who's also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So we've been doing the work in terms of getting uh, legislation to address Black maternal health and um, how it impacts our communities. But other committees, I am the vice chair of appropriations, K through 12 education. And- Very um, fitting. Yes. so much about education, yes. That's another priority area. I'm on the agriculture committee. I'm on um, IT data analytics committee. I'm on- um, Utilities, public utilities, labor, and commerce, very important for our area to have a voice with labor, strong labor supporter of the men and women who who are in our unions locally. Um, I'm on appropriations, human services. So it's a it's a variety of uh, uh, arts, museums, cultural enhancement. I have a variety of things yes. that I'm interested in because I think that we touch all of those areas. I, I represent maybe a little over 108,000 constituents. So I'm a little rural. I'm urban. 
um, a suburban. So I'm all of those things. So I like to have a variety with my um, committees. Yes, you are very busy. I keep up with you on social media. You know, we go to lunch all the time and, you know, we talk and we text and, Mm -hmm. and we fall out and laugh and do all the things that we do. Um, and so you are very busy mm-hmm. and I'm always rooting. I'm always sharing. I'm always Thank like, you. oh, she is just out here Thank making you. it do what it do. And yes. so I think that's amazing. Um, so what legislation, so this last General Assembly was the 102nd, yes. correct? So mm-hmm. 102nd General Assembly just closed later this year mm-hmm. than probably ever before, I think. Mm-hmm. Early. Oh, it was early yes. this year. Yes. Okay. Normally we close at the end of May. May. Yes. Okay. We closed in April, like a, April 8th, maybe. I forget the date because it was like early in the morning when we <laughs> left. Yeah. <laughs> we have been on the floor all night. Yes. So, yeah. I, yeah. Yes. You were. Exactly. <laughs> all and I'll night. leave that there. Yes. But yes, because I was up. Yes. Not on the floor, but I was up. Wide. Yes. The mm-hmm. sun was up when we came out. So, yes. So, um, but yeah, we got out early um, and it was an amazing session. Got a lot of things done. Uh, this session, I worked on a health equity bill that created uh, scholarships and grants for minority uh, students who were interested in healthcare. Um, I did a bill that uh, dealt with PFAS and pollution, worked with UCM and Sierra Club locally to get that done. And um, it was some other pieces of legislation that I cannot remember right now, but those are my two. Oh, my expressway camera bill. And I worked with um, Brendan Kelly, our uh, former state's attorney, who's now director of Illinois State Police and um, St. Clair County Sheriff Rick Watson and East St. Louis Police Chief Kendall Perry on that legislation for the expansion of expressway cameras because we've had experienced a lot of crime. So I was very excited about that. The governor has signed those three bills uh, into law, so we'll be rolling those things out soon. Again, just very busy for the people of your district and for the people of the state of Illinois. Like I said, it's just awesome to watch. So we want to make sure that we are informed here, that we have the knowledge that we need so that way we can make educated decisions, Um, whether it's volunteer, because we want to be, we are the change and we can be the change that we want to see. And then we want to be able to make informed and educated decisions at the ballot box where we rock our votes because at Pearls and Politics Podcast, we vote. We pull ballots and we vote and your vote matters and your vote is important. And if anyone tells you anything differently, they are lying to you. Your vote does matter. And so um, thank you Mm -hmm. for everything that you've done and everything that you're doing. Thank you. And thank you for coming on today. There's just so much more to talk about and so much more to unpack. Will you come back? Of course. Of course. And I want to thank you because I think it's very important that as women, we just continue to lift each other up. And it's not, it's, it's fine to showcase and collaborate and to partner and uh, to say you doing it. 
and congratulating people, you know, we should be doing that a lot more. So I thank you so much for having me today. And I look forward to coming back, of course. Yes. So because you were our very first guest, Mm -hmm. I have a gift for you. And it's in the um, pink tea rose bag that's under your table. So you can go ahead and open it. And you get gifts? Yes. Okay. Thank you. To my beautiful political pearl, Thank Leader you. Greenwood. Oh. oh, gorgeous. Thank you, you so much. You are welcome. Yes. So when you come Pearls. back, you can wear those. Yes, yes. definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much Look, for having you. me. Yes, it was, like I said, you were the bear. I said, who's it going to be? Uh-huh. And I said, oh, it's, it's going to be Little Greenwood. That's who it's going to be. Oh, and my- so you, I was like, oh, do I need to push the date? What do I need to do for you to be here in studio with me yes. for the very first episode of Pearls and Politics Podcast? So thank you so much. Um, thank you to our viewers. Again, I just am so elated that you tuned in today for our very first episode that airs today, June 17th. And so we really hope that you will come back and continue to learn with us as here at Pearls and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for impact and greatness. Thank you so much. See you soon.